In 1990s, swing music made a comeback on the charts with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Cherry Poppin' Daddies, and Swingadelic is a jazz blues ensemble founded in 1998 in Hoboken, New Jersey. And while they tour the earth, they are the house band of Swing 46 every Monday night in New York City. When they are in New York City, it's a 10-piece band, a baby band, and when they're on the road, it expands. And when they are in the recording studio, it's nothing but a party. In 2012, the band recorded Toussaintville, a tribute to Alan Toussaint, and in 2017, they turned their attention to the works of Johnny Mercer. That album is called Mercerville, both recorded on the Zoho label. But they're back, and they're back with a new album, and this is called Bluesville, also on the Zoho label, and it's just what the doctor ordered in this time of crisis. It swings, it's funky blues, and I can't wait to chat with Dave Post to see how he's able to juggle this big band and also create this great music. Before we talk to Dave Post, let's listen to the song, The Late Late Show. Post, welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Hey, Tom. How are you? Good. I love your album. How are you doing with your pandemic? Uh, it's, you know, it's just crazy. A lot of musicians we know have been hospitalized. Many older ones have died. And, of course, all the gigs have been canceled for the you know, balance of the year for me so far. So, you know, hopefully things are improving, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, a lot of people forget that musicians really don't have health care. It's not something that they can afford. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, a lot of the younger guys don't worry about it as much. I'm fortunate enough that, you know, my wife has it and I'm on her plan. I, you know, and the younger, a lot of the younger guys who teach, you know, if, you, they, if, they, if they teach, you know, a lot of them are, are weathering the storm, but a lot of them really didn't have that as a plan. They just were doing live dates. You are the band leader and you are working with, on this album, it's over 20 people. How do you get all these musicians together? How does that work? Well... From playing for years and, and leading this band for 22 two years, you just you know know so many musicians. You know we're here in New York, where you know <laughs> you can't throw anything around without hitting another musician. So you just you used to know a lot of guys, and a lot of guys work with us because we have a you know 10 piece big band that works used to work regularly on Monday nights. So a lot of people cycle through that and sub for that. You know a lot of uh, a lot of guys do Broadway and you know, they're dark on Monday, so we get them. It's been it's easy to get the guys. And they're all great musicians. They're all of course they're fantastic, you know. What's your story morning glory? What makes you look so blue? The way that you've been acting, I don't know what to do. One and one makes two. What's your story, morning glory? Got a feeling there's a lot you're concealing. 
Your two previous albums were Alan Toussaint and Johnny Mercer. So that narrowed down your song selections of what you're going to play, obviously. Uh, when you created Bluesville, it's pretty broad. It, it goes all over the spectrum. Are these songs that you're already playing on a regular basis at uh, Swing 46? Or how did you pick the 10 Mo- songs? Most of, them, most of them are. You know, there's 14 songs on the record, or, or 13, one we do twice, the Count Basie thing. A lot of those are in our standard repertoire, and um, it's stuff that we would play at dances or concerts or, or whatever. This came about because, you know, we were doing the, the tribute thing, and I said, you know, this time I want to do just a lot of tunes that we would normally do and, and tunes I've grown to love, so that's what we did. I'm going to pick out some tracks, and we'll just go. Maybe you can talk about how, why you decide this song or how it reacts in the audience. First song is the Willie Dixon song. I love the life I live. When I listen to it to prepare, uh, it seems like the Mose Allison's version was one that you may have like kind of mirrored. Well, I see you watching me just like a hawk. Well, I don't mind the way that you talk. If you touch me, something's got to give. Cause I live the life I love And I love the life I live My diamond ring My money too Tomorrow night it could belong to you Let me move me And I will Live the life I love And I love the life I live I may Okay, well, first I'm a huge Mose Allison fan I have been since I was a kid 40 years ago So, you know, he's great And, um but in this case, our, the guy who sings it, he's, I've, he was the original member with me in this band 22 years ago, along with uh, the guitar player, Andy Riedel. And so, you know, we all met playing in a New Orleans type of band here in New York. And we started this band. And, uh, and so this was just always one of Neil's favorites to sing. One, because of Mose Allison, and two, because you know he's a British guy, and he also loved Georgie Fame's version of it, which is very jazzy. And um, so this we do, you know, every time we have a dance, we do this tune. So it was just natural to do this on the record. And by the way, Neil always, he also is a member of Side Johnny and the Asbury Chooks, so he's, he doesn't get a chance to, you know, to sing in that band, but, you know, with us, he does a lot. It's also, I love it because Bill Easley plays sax on it. And, you know, Bill is a quite a character. He played with George Benson and Isaac Hayes, and he played with Ruth Brown for many, many years. And, uh, you know, he plays with us when time permits, and that's, he has a great solo on there. And also we enlisted uh, the Hammond organ player, Kyle Kohler, for this record for a few tracks, and he's on there, so... To me, those guys really make that song come together. Yeah, yeah. normally big bands don't have Hammond B uh, in it. It has a great mix to it. It adds a little bit more depth, I think. I think so, too. I've, you know, our first two CDs and portion of our third were all about the organ. One we, one we had was called Organized. And, uh, you know, I just... Everybody had a piano player, but I was so in love with Jimmy Smith and Jimmy McGriff at those time, at that time. I said, I, I want to do a band with an organ player. So that's 
what we we did and you know needed it on this album so we we got a guy another song that i really enjoy is mary ann and i did research i listened to the original ray charles version that's from 19 uh-huh. 1956 and it it's I guess I don't remember it. It's it was a number one hit in the R and B charts. It is hot. It's a hot song. I, maybe I was listening to a great cleaned up YouTube version of it, but it seems really uh, progressive. And 1956 is the start of rock and roll. Rock around the clock. This song is crazy good and very I think um, advanced for that time. Oh, Marianne, you look so fine. So fine. Let me tell you, baby, I could love you all the time. What's your thoughts on that song? Yeah, you know, I love this song. I, I always played it with the guitar player who's on there, a guy named Joe Taino. When I would do his gigs, he would play either it as Marianne or get his own version that he would do. You know, years ago I had gotten the Atlantic Records box set of Ray Charles, and of course, you know fell in love with all the album tracks on there that you never would normally hear on the radio. You know, Marianne being one, and it's a great tune for when we do dances, they want to do a cha-cha. You know, boom, we bring this out. The uh, Parchment Farm is a Mose Allison song from 1957 from the album Local Color, and it was originally uh, done by Booker White. 1937, he was jailed in, in prison at the Parchment Farm in Mississippi. In 1940, he released the song Parchment Farm Blues, and it was a big hit. And Mose Allison took the song, reworked it completely, and just called it Parchment Farm, which is more of like a protest song, but it's definitely funky. It feels like a rarity, but it's not. It's 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 a It's a big hit. was a huge hit it, you know the who did it uh you know so that was a big thing when you're a kid i mean of course it goes back to mose allison again the buckle white version like you say is completely different also what's primarily about this is that they had just closed parchment penitentiary i think back in january or or december of this year after years of you know abuse of the inmates and bad conditions and this so it's the song has become topical again. Here, you know, here we have Mitch Woods singing on it and playing piano. Uh, Mitch is a great boogie-woogie piano player who normally, you know, he travels the world and usually has a solo. And in different places, like, he'll put bands together. So, you know, I'm his New York guy. So, you know, I had, whenever he would play around here, you know, I put, you know, I put my guys together for Mitch. So we have Mitch returning the favor here. And, you know, he's just a great, great boogie-woogie piano player. And, and, you know, I love his, his playfulness at the end of the tune. And, uh, you know, it's just, 
again, a, a sort of a tribute to Mose Allison. Griffin or McGriffin? That's original, or is that a, a song from? That's an original tune, and I'm not. You know, I I had I got an idea and inspiration for that after listening to Jimmy McGriff's "All About That Girl." And it's just a real, you know, up tempo organ shuffle, and uh, you know, I would I would hear it occasionally on the radio, or they they play it at the club I worked in a lot, and I just love that groove. And I got together with guitarist Andy Riedel, and I said, "Listen." I want, a, I want a guitar feature in this with this kind of groove and he came over and we just pieced it all together and, and you know boom done while I was li- listening to your album I was doing my daily walk and the song I thought it was saying you're home bugging me and I thought oh my god this is a great song for the COVID-19 pandemic uh, <laughs> and I was like you're home bugging me this is a perfect song it's your hum bugging me which is a, a lefty uh, Frizzell song and it wasn't even an A-side. It was from 1958. This song is a big hit, re- uh, recorded by Johnny Winters, Fabulous Thunderbirds, L- Loggins and Messina, Eddie and the Chief Clearwater. Get it? This is kind of like a country and western like boogie for you. Well, it's you know I, I would call it a Chicago shuffle kind of way we did it, and you know we do it that way because you know our, our guitar player Andy sings this and plays on it, and uh, so when we would need that kind of groove at a dance, I you know. I'd say, give me a Chicago Shuffle. He'd always pull this one out. And, of course, I love the Thunderbirds version. That's probably where I first heard it. My buddy Eddie Angel, like you said, did it with Eddie Clearwater. I had known Eddie for years. I, I produced his first 45 before he, he even had a little straight jackets. And so, you know, I love that version. You know, the T-Birds thing really rocked me, too. So I was very happy to have this done. is a sin going further under the house looking for eggs than you've ever been you humbugging me Ladies and gentlemen, what you're listening to is Swingadelic. And if you're visiting the New York area, try to add them to your list of things to do. The album's called Bluesville, and it is on the Zoho recording label. Dave Post, thank you for joining me on Something Came From Baltimore. Hey, Tom. Glad to join you here. Hi, it's Tom Gowker, and I am the host of Something Came From Baltimore. Something Came From Baltimore is a words and music podcast, and it has famous and future famous artists, artists like Sean Jones, Rupert Holmes, Auntie Hammy, Joey DeFrancesco, Go Go Penguin, 
Joey Alexander, Bucanti, Gerald Albright, Paula Cole, and Kat Edmondson. It's music that matters. It's music for your ears. Listen and subscribe to Something Came From Baltimore and be a part of that Be More music scene. I just want to mention that Something Came From Baltimore is a labor of love podcast, and I am such a music fan. I am happy to share these interviews with you. However, it's an independent podcast. There's just no revenue stream attached to this project at this time. Hopefully someday, but not today. And I'm reaching out to you, the listeners, to tip and to help support our efforts. It's Cash App and Venmos, and it's available under the name Thomas Gowker, G-O-U-K-E-R. And if you don't have the money, and I know I don't either, I know times are tough, subscribe to the podcast. You make comments. And then you rate something came from Baltimore, a five, please. What this does, it helps drive future advertisers to the podcast. 